0: Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuwana's now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football!
1: Well, I'd think even if you have ties to my neck of the woods, the Bay Area, that Super Bowl hangover's got to be in the rear view, my now. Welcome into One is Now. Jeff Safford taking you through a Tuesday here on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app. Also got our friends statewide with us on SWX Montana TV. So any of my old buddies from up there on the high line of Haver, Montana watching? Hey, how you doing? Jeff Safford kicking it with you. What do we got for you here on a Tuesday? It's a Taglieri Tuesday. We'll be giving away some free Taglieri here. $25 Taglieri, some of the best Sando's here in the Garden City. A couple of my personal favorites, of course, the Beach Boy. I kind of look at it as the OG, kind of looking at it with that garlic aioli classic combo with the avocado, turkey, bacon. Oh, yeah. But I think when it's a little bit, a bit off the beaten path, that's my favorite, the Misfit. They got the sweet heat thing going on with that sandwich. It's got a fig kind of chutney thing going on. And then some pepperoncinis gives you just a little bit of sweet. Also some walnuts with the fig also kind of offsets the sweet. You can't tell. I'm a food guy. We got some Taglieri to give away. Also, we'll hear from FloCo giveaways. you have been giving you FloCo, FloCo coffee giveaways throughout This month, we'll have plenty of those coming for you as well. Segment number one here on Nwana's Now, we'll be talking some baseball. Got spring training, pitchers and catchers already reporting in Southern California with the Dodgers and Padres, but really starting in earnest with pitchers and catchers reporting the spring training tomorrow and Wednesday. So we'll get to some baseball stuff here in segment number one. Segment number two, we'll be talking some Class AA hoops, Colter Nwana's. We'll be in with the Class AA Spotlight, talking high school basketball from across the Treasure State. I'm looking forward to catching some high school basketball in person on Thursday out there at Dahlberg Arena, the Golden Goat between Hellgate High School and Sentinel. Boys and girls at Dahlberg, excited for that on Thursday. Surely SWX is as well, as they'll be airing those high school basketball broadcasts come Thursday night. But myself, Jeff Safford, plans on being down there on Thursday. Moving on into segment number three, we'll have the Treasure State Stars, looking at stars from across the state of Montana. And in segment number four, got Andrew Houghton producing behind the glass. He and myself got a little blindside. Who knows what will happen in the blindside, maybe topics around numerous different sports. Who knows? Andrew Houghton is... The football guy, of course, looking at the beautiful game of soccer. Maybe he'll bring in a soccer question for me. Who knows? But we got Blindside coming to you in segment number four. Segment number five, we'll take a look at the matchup between the Bobcats and Grizzlies. This upcoming weekend on the Hardwood, both the Lady Grizz and the Grizzlies will be in action against the Bobcats on Saturday in Dahlberg Arena. 2 o'clock tip for the women and a 7 o'clock tip for the men comes Saturday. So we'll take a look at some things with that on the hardwood. Got an interview lined up with Carmen G. Feller. Also, some sound from the Bobcats. So we'll hear from either the Cats or the Grizz in segment number 5. Taking you home here on a Tuesday. Nuane is now ESPN Radio. And in terms of the playlist today... Big announcement with Pearl Jam playing at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. So I decided kind of roll with the 90s rock and roll playlist today for you. So that's what you'll hear throughout the show here on a Tuesday afternoon. Now, Roland, through segment number one, looted to both the Dodgers and San Diego Padres, having already gone to spring training, got a little bit of an early jump because they start the season earlier than anyone else, thinking about going over to Japan to play a couple of games. But in earnest, Dinger time is here. Tomorrow and Wednesday, pitchers and catchers will be reporting for spring training and should be a wild Major League Baseball season. Surely Missoula thought of a baseball town as well with the Missoula Paddleheads. Surely thinking about the start of their season, they actually just completed a preseason draft a couple of front office members i believe michael schlack the manager of the paddleheads were down in florida this last weekend for a pbl preseason draft they had the last selection in the first round of the draft i believe 13 players of the 80 plus players that attended this prospect camp that took over a couple of days were drafted paddleheads at the 12th of 13th pick and took a left-handed pitcher with that selection so it'll be interesting to see if that is any sort of relevance for the Paddleheads. But baseball getting rolling. I know Andrew Houghton behind the glass is a big baseball guy as I am. So exciting times ahead for Major League Baseball. And soon we'll see Florida and Arizona filled with baseball guys getting ready for the Major League Baseball season. And the first thing I was thinking about with spring training and obviously all Major League or excuse me, professional sports leagues, have some sort of training camp, spring training, that sort of thing. And for whatever reason, it seems like Major League Baseball, spring training, and training camp around the National Football League seem to be, by a long margin, the two preseason camps that seem to be looked at the most. Bring in Andrew Houghton on this. Andrew, why do you think that is? Why do you think that Major League Baseball, spring training, and Training camp in the NFL have become such big things. I mean, you don't hear a a bunch about NBA preseason stuff or other leagues. I mean, you see friendlies around soccer. Those are the two things maybe that comes to mind. But to me, looking at Major League Baseball and the NFL, those are the two leagues that seem to have the most clout and the most media coverage surrounding preseason. Oh, great question, Jeff. First off, I can't wait for spring
2: training to get going. Uh, Beautiful topic for a Tuesday afternoon, talking a little baseball here. Uh, I think it's a number of things. For one... Baseball spring training just has that tradition, right? It's been going on for years and years and years that that this was the first taste of baseball that you got. There's a certain routine to spring training if you've followed it for a number of years. You know, the split squad games, you have pitchers and catchers reporting first, and that's such a... uh, a prominent phrase in the baseball lexicon: "Hey, pitchers and catchers reporting to camp," uh, and then you have the position players getting there. You start sending the guys down to minor league camp as the months progress, uh, and it just, you know, NBA preseason, NHL preseason, even even a soccer preseason, you're playing a couple games, sure. Baseball though, because you got to have the pitchers get ready. You've got the full month, so it's just there for a full month, uh, and I think that's another reason. I think another reason is sort of the um the importance of the tradition that's tied to place right the cactus league the grapefruit league league florida arizona other than you mentioned I you know the uh the Dallas Cowboys training camp maybe uh i don't think there's there's a preseason training that's associated so much with with just a place right you're you're going to florida to train you're going to arizona to train and and you know Baseball always, baseball spring training always comes with, like it says in the name, that first glimmer of spring. Right, you know, NBA preseason camp doesn't really occupy a place on the calendar. Baseball spring training comes around. You know, the days are getting longer, the sun's coming
1: out more, the snow's starting to melt. I think that also rings uh, true for a lot of people. Sure, and what were the first words just about out of my mouth when I said alluding to what Andrew was talking about? When I started talking about spring training, I say, "Hey, pitchers and catchers, here they come!" And that's where things are excited, so to speak. And it's been interesting too how these two destinations have just dominated spring training. He Andrew mentioned them both, Florida and Arizona. Looking at the grapefruit and cactus league, and bringing it in, it hasn't always been that way. Myself, I actually spent some time as an intern at a league called the California Winter League that's based out of Palm Springs, California, and their model is to bring in players looking to get signed by major league clubs, indie ball clubs, and these guys actually pay money for the opportunity to play in front of scouts and what have you. But Palm Springs, Palm Springs Stadium used to be at one point the home of the Los Angeles Angels spring training, and for whatever reason, teams just kind of migrated to both Arizona and Florida. And obviously, it's easy to see why you would choose warm, weather destinations this time of year. You're not going to play baseball in Montana, typically in January, but both places, surely cool places to go check out, at least on the surface. Andrew, do you have a destination in either Florida or Arizona that you want to check out or do you have a preference? Myself, maybe it's because my grandparents were snowbirds in Arizona. To me, Arizona sounds a lot cooler than going out to Florida, but I don't want to anger anybody.
2: You know, I don't know. I've always wanted to go down to spring training because that's the other part about it, right? you can go and check out a bunch of teams at once. You can't go. I mean, I know John Madden had the Madden Cruiser, so he could do it. For us regular people, if you're if you're checking out a bunch of NFL training camps at once, you got to drive all around the country. Well, in Arizona or Florida, you can go, and they have all these stadiums within an hour or a couple hours of each other. You can go make a full trip of it. I think that's another part of why baseball fans love it so much. So I've always wanted to do that, but I've never gotten as far as thinking – you know, which one I would rather go to, the Grapefruit or the Cactus Leagues. I think I'm probably with you that I would prefer to go to Arizona. I haven't spent a ton of time in either of those regions of the country, so I don't have any, any preconceived bias or anything.
1: But I just think that the experience of doing it would be cool, regardless of, of what side of the country you were on. Talking some baseball here in Juanes Now, ESPN Radio. Myself, Jeff Safford, along with producer Andrew Houghton. Now, in terms of what's happening around baseball, a few big-name free agents are still out there on the market. Cody Bellinger comes to mind, left-handed bat with the Chicago Cubs, previously with the Los Angeles Dodgers, really had a resurgence in his career after a rough ending to his Dodger tenure. But myself, being a Bay Area guy, was happy to see this move from the San Francisco Giants, Jorge Soler, Vamos Cuba, former Chicago Cub last couple of seasons with the Miami Marlins had as many as 48 home runs in a season with the Kansas City Royals, I believe back in 2019. So that's a big move for the Giants, but that was a perfect segue into, I want to touch on that division at length, the wild, wild NL West. And that's see that, see that division, obviously with the Dodgers being the headline with all the money they spent. Shohei Otani, took his first couple of swings of BP yesterday, and it blew up social media, him hitting the ball all over the yard. But the Dodgers surely are the favorite in that division, and unless somebody knocks them off, so to speak, even with a team like the Diamondbacks sitting in that division with the run they made, the Dodgers still presumably the favorite. But it still should be a wild division. If there is Andrew a favorite in that division not named, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who is it? Because you could really make an argument. I mean, the Diamondbacks made this crazy run. The Padres still have superstar talent in numerous different spots. And the San Francisco Giants are just two seasons removed from a 100-plus win season. So what are you looking at from this division from the other teams not named the Dodgers? Well, it's an interesting division,
2: right? Like you targeted because... You mentioned there are four teams going out and trying to contend in this division. I know that the Padres traded Juan Soto this winter. Still a lot of talent on that team. Uh, The Diamondbacks certainly have been making moves. The Giants have made a couple moves. So you throw those three teams in with the Dodgers. It's a really deep division, and you're right that the Dodgers are, are absolutely far and away the favorite. I think if you're looking at one of those other teams... It's got to be the Arizona Diamondbacks, and, and for a couple of reasons here. They made it to the World Series last year. Yes, okay, nobody was expecting that. They did it with a young team, and they're bringing all exactly. of those guys back. Yeah, And, you know, the Giants have made a couple moves, and maybe there's another move out there for them to make. I mean, a, a Blake Snell is still out on the free agent market. Maybe there's another move there. We know the Giants have been saying they would like to spend money. Uh, they haven't really spent a ton of money on a big free agent, but we heard they were going after Aaron Judge. We heard they were going to make a pitch to Shohei Otani. So maybe there's another move out there for them. But I haven't been inspired by by any of their moves. The Padres, I think they're going to be decent. They were just so unlucky last year. Still a ton of talent on that team, but you got to think that the the overall talent level of that team is taking a step back with Juan Soto on the way to the East Coast. But if I'm looking at a team like the Diamondbacks, haven't made any, a ton of big moves But there's a ton of potential for improvement from within. I know Corbin Carroll was one of the best rookies we've seen in a long time last year. But I'm thinking more about guys like Gabriel Moreno, the catcher. Made his debut last year, played all year. Does he take a step forward and become an all-star type of guy like he was uh, projected to as a prospect? A couple of the young pitchers, Brandon Fott. Uh, took a big step forward during the playoffs. Does he bring that consistency forward into the regular season? guy like Jordan Lawler, he was called up right at the end of the year. Can he be the starting shortstop next year? And you're able to build on what you did last year because you get improvements from within. They've still got some depth in the farm system.
1: Do we see some of those guys coming up, and and can they make another run? And one franchise that is, I guess you could say, in the Southwest, uh, Arizona's kind of... Are they on the West Coast or the Southwest? They're kind of in the middle. But a franchise kind of down in that region that I feel is kind of built itself in a similar way in years past was the Houston Astros. Now, they were able to build up their farm system. Yes, they went through a doldrum of really tough times. But are the D-backs a team that could build themselves up like the Houston Astros? I think it's surely possible. They have the guys... In there right now that have some star power. Corbin Carroll coming off the Rook of the Year campaign. Will he become a superstar type player? They got some great pitchers, a strong bullpen, combination of veteran guys, young guys. Could be an interesting thing to look at down in the desert. Now, there were so many big names talking baseball here, in one is now ESPN Radio. There were some big names brought in in free agency here in the major league season shohei Otani getting the big contract but i felt a couple of big moves really felt fell underneath the radar so to speak andrew do you have a move in free agency that was made or just a trade anything in the offseason that you saw that was overlooked to a certain degree i felt the move i felt that jumped out at me in that regard was corbin burns being traded from the Milwaukee Brewers over to the Baltimore Orioles. Here's a guy that was a former Cy Young Award winner, and so much that was made of Baltimore's run in the playoffs is looking at this young team, again, this homegrown team in their through their farm system. And now they add a guy that has veteran pedigree, that's had huge years in the past, but he also isn't a guy that out of Bakersfield, California, isn't too old, I believe only 29 is Burns right now, but obviously when healthy, has had some great stuff. So I think that could be a massive move for Baltimore if he is able to get back to where he was. Well, I think that's a fantastic move for Baltimore.
2: So happy for for Baltimore fans—they're over in my neck of the woods on the East Coast—to finally get a move done because this is a team that has a great young core of position players. Everybody knew that they needed pitching. It always kind of looked like there was going to be a match there. I'm not sure this would have happened if the Angelos family hadn't sold the Orioles, right? And this, this this news of this trade broke about, I think, that same week as the sale of the team was reported. So just so happy to see them finally making moves. And you're right, for all the reasons that you said, what a great fit there. I mean, a guy who has the potential, we've seen him before, be one of the best pitchers in the game Suddenly he bumps everybody else, John Means. Kyle Bradish had a good good year last year. Those guys are not ace pitchers. Corbin Burns is an ace. So now you put him at the top of the rotation. You bump everybody else down a spot. You still got the great lineup. Uh, you know, I think that uh, it's going to be a ton of fun following the Orioles this year. So I love that one. Another one uh, that I'm not sure... You know, not a ton of huge moves behind Otani and Yamamoto, but, but the third guy... Uh, in that class, I guess, or, or I guess coming from, from Japan, Shota Imanaga, who signed with the Cubs for for a deal that can go up to as high as five years and $80 million, sort of the second tier of free agent pitcher behind Yoshinobi Yamamoto in this free agent class, a lefty, great stuff, doesn't take a ton to contend in that NL Central. So if he's a top two or three pitcher in that rotation, that's a huge add for the Cubs, and maybe they make
1: some noise this year. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, especially thinking about the Milwaukee Brewers being knocked an octave down because of Corbin Burns moving on. And this is an interesting one, I thought. Just thinking about it from this perspective. Last week, a player, maybe some people, casual fans of baseball, don't even know who this kid is. Bobby Witt Jr., one of the young, I think one of the most talented players In the game right now, 23 years old, couple of years with the Royals, just signed an 11-year contract worth over, last week did, worth over $370 million. Whoa, that's a big number. And with him coming from a, a franchise like Kansas City, I felt, and the Royals again have been in the news some today with lavish plans to build a giant baseball stadium, Now, just across the way, what did another team in Kansas City just do, days ago, that garnered millions upon millions of viewers? The most viewed television program in history, as a matter of fact, with over 120 million viewers, of course, talking about the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And the Kansas City Royals have been put in this category of one of these quote-unquote small markets. And you've seen that with the Royals, with their lack lack of success after that two year run, in the 2000s, winning the, winning the World Series, and falling just short thanks to Madison Bumgarner, thanks in 2014. But how do, how does this show the power of what the National Football League can do in sports? Thinking about, I don't see it as. A coincidence that magically the Royals have signed a three hundred plus million dollar man, and they're getting a brand new ballpark. After all the success from the Chiefs, do you find that interesting?
2: Well, it is a little bit interesting. I think that partially the lesson in here is right. The NFL transcends any notion of market size. Which, Jeff, you know, I mean, the one of the great and storied franchises in NFL history is in a tiny town in Wisconsin. That's right. That would never work in the NFL. Or sorry, in the in Major League Baseball, uh, or in the NBA, or in in any other league uh, in the world except for the English Premier League, um, which is interesting. I think part of it, what we're talking about here, also is this is just sort of the state of baseball right now that that all the attention is on the coasts. And that makes sense when you have teams like the Dodgers making moves that they've made this offseason. I mean, what what have we been talking about? We've been talking about the teams on the coast here. The Orioles go get Corbin Burns. The NL West is going to be a really good division this year. The AL East is going to be even better. And the NL East has the Braves, who we haven't even mentioned yet. It's just there's not a lot of attention being paid to the middle of the country when it comes to baseball, I think, properly. I mean, all the biggest stars are on the coast, uh, and it's just those divisions are not quite as competitive. I mean, we see the Cubs. I don't think the Cubs are a great team this year, but I believe they could win the NL Central. They win 88 games, maybe. It's just not quite as compelling as a lot of the action in, you know, New York, down the Eastern seaboard, L.A., of course, uh, but also even in towns like Seattle right now.
1: Yes, Seattle in another wild division. We talked about the NL West. I think the AL West could be really wild. I mean, we assume the Houston Astros aren't going to get knocked off the perch, so to speak. I think the Mariners, they were a very up-and-down team at times this past year. I would imagine they'll be there with behind a strong pitching staff and maybe have get a little bit more consistently consistency offensively, thinking about the Mariners. But you alluded to the strength of, I think, in a way, the Dodgers making all the moves that they did. I think one of the teams that was the happiest about it was the Atlanta Braves, thinking about they're a team. I see you were talking about the D-backs being a team that that didn't make a ton of moves, so to speak, and kept a lot of the talent in-house. I felt that the Atlanta Braves were able to do the same thing in a lot of ways. But the moves that they did make, thinking about guys like Chris Sale coming over, are moves that I think low leverage but could really pan out to be big moves. And I felt that Kalenic is another name, bringing him over from Seattle, a highly rated prospect, not the best numbers so far in Seattle, but still a guy that looked at as a high-regarded prospect. He could be able to make some waves over there with... With Atlanta, But those moves that they did make, not big splashes, but I felt really smart moves and moves that maybe, again, go under the radar a little bit and keep this juggernaut going in the Atlanta Braves. I know calling the Braves a juggernaut may make Colter Nuanez, his wife very happy.
2: Well, that's right. It's going to be one of the huge stories in baseball this year. I think exactly what you pinpointed. Two real powerhouses in the National League this year, and the Dodgers and the Braves. You look at their lineups on paper, you look at their pitching staffs on paper, just look like absolutely fantastic teams. And it's going to be a huge storyline all season because, well, frankly, a lot of people are going to want to watch those teams fail, particularly the Dodgers this year. But I think that's true for the Braves as well. But when we're talking about the Braves, I mean, I talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks having the potential to improve because they have a group of young stars this year. The Braves are already there. I mean, they are what the Diamondbacks or anybody else in baseball wants to have. You've got Ronald Acuna. You've got Matt Olson. you got Ozzie Albies. you got Austin Riley. you got Michael Harris Jr. in center field. you got all those guys locked down for several years. They're still young. They could keep improving, maybe. Well, I don't know how much better Acuna could get, but you got all those guys locked down. Now you can go out and you've got several years to make a run with that core and they're young. So maybe they even get a little bit better.
1: Absolutely. And it would be interesting to see if, if the Atlanta Braves do kind of own that villain role, because I've said it on this show before to me, If the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to be successful and anything less than a World Series, in my mind, would be a failure. The Dodgers need to own who they are. And that is the villain, the team that nobody likes. If you're not a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, you're probably not going to be a fan of all the money they've spent and, oh, it's not fair that they've been able to outspend everybody else, blah, blah, blah. They need to own all of it. They need to be the proverbial WWE heel. They need to be the guy that stands and gets booed and enjoys it and feed off that negative energy. If the Dodgers can do that, they might be unstoppable. Nuon is now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, the ESPN MT app. Had some fun talking some baseball. Surely more discussions to be had as spring training opening day begins whether it's in Major League Baseball or right here in the Garden City, Missoula, Montana with Missoula Paddlehead. Segment number two brought to you by Florence Coffee Company, Gristly Disposal, Missoula Imaging Center, Stockman Bank, Paradise Falls, and Dazzlers. We got the Class AA Spotlight coming to you. Segment number two on a Tuesday. one is now ESPN Missoula. And the new one is now ESPN Radio Missoula. Of course, big shout out to our friends over at The Trail 103.3 talking quite at length about the big announcement today. That group right there, Pearl Jam, coming out to Missoula this summer, Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Exciting announcement there as they'll be rocking here this summer. Maybe I'll get a chance to go out and see Pearl Jam live in person. It seems like such a kind of Montana ride of passage with so many links to the band here in the Treasure State with members being from. Mentioned the Highline earlier. No, Jeff Amit grew up in Big Sandy, Montana. Just a few miles south where I was for a time up there in Haver, Montana. But glad you're with us here in Juarez Now, ESPN Radio. We're talking some baseball in segment number one. Moving on here in segment number two, talking some hoops. Some big Class AA hoops coming later this week. The Golden Goat Thursday evening. Both boys and girls side looking at both Sentinel and Hellgate High Schools facing off in that yearly clash out there in Dahlberg Arena. Also be able to catch those games right here on SWX Montana TV here on Thursday. 6 o'clock tip for the boys and 8 o'clock for the girls. Now, moving on segment number two, brought to you by Florence Coffee Company, Grisly Disposal, Montana Imaging Center, and Stockman Bank, Paradise Falls, and Dazzlers. We got a look at Class AA basketball, Coulter Nawanis, with the Class AA Spotlight.
0: Time for our Class AA Spotlight. Class AA Spotlight highlights some of the best storylines from around the world of Class AA girls and boys basketball. Also going to have a little prep uh, wrestling in here today as well. Had a little prep swimming a little later on this week, too. The uh, state meets for both wrestling and swimming played out over the weekend. So uh, those two sports in the books for the calendar year. A great job by our good friends over at 406 MT Sports covering all this stuff. Uh, We couldn't do what we do without them, certainly. They have a whole team of awesome sports writers who are uh, so good at uh, getting you all the stories. And uh, I particularly enjoyed the wrestling coverage from this weekend. So great job by Brian Napier and uh, Gavin Durkatch and Sarah Bloom for their coverage. Our Class AA Spotlight, which is mostly basketball heavy, it's probably presented by the Jewelry Design Center. Jewelry Design Center has a new location here in Missoula, Montana. They started out in Spokane and Tri-Cities. They, it's such an amazing place. So the 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 concept is in the name. They could design whatever sort of jewelry you might want. I had my wife's wedding ring designed there. They did it custom-made for us. It's unbelievable. Uh, beautiful doesn't even start to do it justice. Gorgeous, exquisite. But the, the detail that they put into the process, the care that they give you, they want to be your jeweler for life, and they're absolutely going to be my jeweler for life. Go check out the Jewelry Design Center on Brook Street, and to spend a little time in there. Give yourself some time when you go, because you're going to want to spend some some time. Jewelry Design Center, uh, looking on Brook Street in Missoula, your jewelers for life. So here's a quick rundown of the state wrestling action. And please go visit 406mtsports.com and to just click on the 2024 Montana State Wrestling Tournament link, and it sends you to a nice little... Uh, front page that has the write-ups and the photo galleries of all of this great coverage, some videos, some feature stories. It would take me hours to be able to hash out all of this in audio form. So you can go read all this stuff quickly. And uh, it's an awesome deal for those guys over there at 406MT Sports. They're doing a great job. In Class AA, Billings West, repeat champions. That's their fourth overall state title. And uh, they back-to-back for the first time in school history, Pretty cool. Jeremy Hernandez is the coach there. And his son, Keon Hernandez, has been one of the best wrestlers in the state, period, all classifications. And he was the only young man this last weekend to join the prestigious four-time state champion club. So he uh, went 43-0 this year. He won 4-1 to over Mason Gutenberg in the 126-pound final. And the video of Keon Hernandez and Jeremy Hernandez hugging after the four-peat was secured. It's awesome, man. That's what sports are all about. So much emotion. You can tell his dad is just so proud of him. And uh, the kid is just so proud of his own accomplishment as well. So Billings West, uh, a dominant effort in the team competition. Although it did take quite a bit of a rally. They were in third place after day one. Got into second after day two. But then they had 13 state placers, which is the most uh, in school history. So pretty darn good for them. Uh, Quickly, We'll nominate, or we will uh, go through the, the individual state champions at the AA level. Danny Green from Billings Skyview, 1 at 103 pounds. Cale Forchinger of Great Falls High, 1 at 113. Zach Morse of Billings West, 1 at 120. Keon Hernandez of Billings West, 1 at 126. Mikael Aguayo of Billings West, 1 at 132. Chris Acuna from Billings Senior, 1 at 135. Kyle Ard of Billings Senior, 1 at 145. Nicola Coles of Calspell Glacier, one at 152. Maverick McEwen of Butte, one at 160. Logan Cole of Billings Senior, one at 170. Cole Graham of Helena Capital, one at 182. Anders Thompson of Calspell Flathead, who's headed to Oklahoma State, big time. He won at 205, and Sawyer Trope of Cowspell Flathead won at heavyweight at 285. We won't be able to have enough time to go through all those results for all of the classifications today, but again, you can check it out at 406 MT Sports In Class A, Laurel did it with their depth. They had just one individual state champion. That was Cade Wurseland at 152 pounds, but the depth helped carry the day, and they were able to hold off Sydney. Pretty darn impressive. Sydney's won 13 straight wrestling championships. And Guy Melby, who's a Hall of Fame head coach, he and the Eagles, they will absolutely be back. They had 10 8th or ninth graders on their starting squad of 13 wrestlers at this state tournament. So they are as young as you can possibly be. And they pushed Laurel all the way down the stretch, but Laurel ends up winning. Uh, they That's their first state title in Class A since 2011. And at BC, we got a three-peat, the Huntley Project uh, wrestling team won the BC ranks in dominant fashion. 82 more points uh, than second place Eureka and uh, almost double the points of Conrad, who came in third. Baylor Burton at 120 pounds, and then Blake and Hayden Raymaker, a couple brothers at 113 and 160, respectively, won individual state titles uh, for Huntley Project. So congratulations to the Red Devils for their 3 And then in the girls' Wrestling championship. This used to be an all class deal, but now they have double A ranks and a class A and a BC. So Billy Sr. won the double A ranks. They were the state champions last year as well. Ronan won in class A and then Baker won the BC title for girls. For uh, Sr., Kendall Tucker became a three time champion and Paige Gershmel also. Uh, her first state championship there uh, for the Bronx. So uh, there's a little look at class, uh, I guess, all-class state wrestling. It's our Class AA Spotlight, presented in part by Montana Imaging. Montana Imaging offers MRIs at half the price of the other guys, and they can get you in same day and next day with short wait time on visits. Visit MontanaImagingCenter.com for more information. Let's take a look at what went down in Class AA hoops over the weekend. We'll start with last Friday because we gave you an update on Friday's show about what went down last Thursday. You can check that out on the uh, Nuwana's Now podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. Friday night, little crosstown action in the Magic City. Defending state champion Billings West in girls basketball. They hosted top ranked Billings Skyview. And man, how about Brianna Williams? We've talked about her week after week. This girl is nuts, man. She is having an unbelievable senior year. It's really, really, really hard to be, first of all, the top recruit out of the state of Montana in, in 10 plus years. I mean, Brianna Williams is going to Maryland. She got offered by everybody from coast to coast, Washington, Gonzaga, Texas AM, Stanford, everywhere. She is ranked as one of the top 50 recruits in the United States of America, living in Billings, Montana. Pretty darn cool. But then to have that commitment, to be a McDonald's All-American nominee, and to have the target on your back, and then to not just have a good good senior year, to have an all-time great senior year is an unbelievable thing that this young lady is doing right now. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, and 2 block shots. i got to take a breath in the middle of it because the stat line is so packed. That's a pretty dang good crosstown if you ask me. 41, 10, and 7. Oh, and then you add a couple steals and a couple blocks as well. Billy Scabby, they win 68-55, and they are now 13-0, including 9-0 in Eastern AA play. The Bears are right there. They are sitting at 8-3 in Eastern AA play, 12-12. 3 uh, overall. The other result from Friday night, Kalispell Glacier, they beat Butte. Reese Ramey has 19 points for Glacier and uh, the uh, Wolfpack, they moved to 2-7 uh, in the west. Butte now 3-6 and six out west. Class AA Spotlight, proudly presented by Grizzly Disposal. Grizzly Disposal locally owned and operated. Love supporting high school sports. Visit grizzlydisposal.com to get a free quote today. Class AA Boys Action. From Friday night, I actually had a couple uh, colleagues, friends uh, in the house at Bozeman-Gallatin, and they said, they said the crosstown environment between Gallatin and Bozeman High was absolutely rocking. That's what happens when it's a crosstown and it's two of the best teams in the state. But how about the Hawks? They continued to have a stranglehold on the Eastern AA. They win 56-50. to Kellen Harrison, 17 points to lead the way. Torin Jeski had 13 points all in the second half as Bozeman moved to 14-0, including 10-0 in Eastern AA play. Raptors actually led at halftime, and they got 15 points from Troy Huggs and another 11 from Max Moline. They are 7-3 and three in the East and 11-3 and overall and uh, will probably hang in the top five despite the loss. So Gallatin, certainly an upstart team in Bozeman, uh, at least to this point, looks like the team to beat absolutely out East and uh, maybe the team to beat in the entire state. Other Friday night results from Class AA. Butte High beats Kalispell Glacier. Sophomore Hudson Letkey, he's a he's a great athlete, man. He's going to be one to watch for sure. His dad, Matt Ledke. A former Ronan great, who uh, was a great Frontier Conference player. Matt's the coach there now at Butte High. Hudson, who's only a sophomore, he had 32 points to lead Butte to a 71-60 win uh, over Glacier. Cohen Castellitz had 29 for the Wolfpack uh, in the losing effort, but a big one by Butte High. And then a little cross out in the Electric City, Great Falls CMR. No trouble with Great Falls High. They won 64-42. Lanson Grosenech. Landon Groseneck has 21 points for the wrestlers. They're now 5-5 out east. Our Class AA spotlight proudly presented by Florence Coffee. We're giving you Florence Coffee every single day, including times 2 right now. You want a Florence Coffee, text us, 406-888-1029. we got $10 gift cards for you, times 2 to Florence Coffee. Text right now, 406-888-1029. If you need a lift at the end of the day, Florence Coffee Huts at South Reserve and Brooks Street are now open until 8 p.m. That's right. Stop by between 4 and 8, Monday through Friday, and you're going to get a buy one, get one free between 4 and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, Florence Coffee on Brooks or their new location on South Reserve. Stop in today, FlorenceCoffeeCompany.com. How about some Saturday night Class AA action? And boys, Missoula Hellgate kept it rolling. Rylan Davis had 10 points. Easton Sant also had 10. And the Knights moved to 14-1 overall. They're 11-0 in Western AA play. Great start by Hellgate, the defending state champs. Impressive to lose six seniors like they did and still be right here in the, in the mix. Uh, Helena Capital, they're now 4-6 and 6 in Western AA play. Butte, they completed the weekend sweep. They win 70-62 over Calspell Flathead. Riso Batterman... Has 20 points for the Bulldogs. Hudson letkey had 15 points. Bo Damaris, who was a great quarterback there for the Bulldogs, he had 12 and Butte moved to 6-4 in Western AA play. The Braves uh, still looking for their first win. They are 0-13, including 0-9 out west. Class AA spotlight proudly presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking. And proud to support high school sports across the state of Montana. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Girls Class AA action from Saturday. Butte, it's been a great bounce-back year for the Bulldogs. 4-6 and in Western AA play, but that's a heck of a lot better than they were a year ago, and they had another win, 42-31 over Kalispell Flathead. Caden Scram had 15 points to lead the Bulldogs, who are now 7-7 and overall. And Missoula Hellgate, a nice win, 51-45 over Helena Capital. Chloe Larson, 22 points. Ellie Reed added 12 points, and a nice third quarter helped uh, the Knights pull away. So uh, Hellgate's going to be there at the end. They've had a little up-and-down early, but they've been better lately. And uh, if you've got a great combo guard like Chloe Larson, you're always going to be in the mix, for sure. Class A Spotlight every week, a couple times a week here on Nuana's Now. It's probably presented in part by Paradise Falls. You can watch all the high school basketball action, not just for the state tournament, but across uh, the Treasure State, whenever it's on at Paradise Falls. They have an ability to stream any and every high school game. They also have more than 20 big screen TVs so you can watch all the sports Breakfast, lunch, and dinner open seven days a week. Great place for visitors that are coming into town for the Class AA tournament to hang out. And also a great place for Missoulians to gather. It's located at 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hot spot. More here on Nuanas Now, right after this.
1: One, two, three! Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. Well, hopefully, something matters for you here on a Tuesday afternoon. Rocking away here on a Tuesday. Got it started with some Pearl Jam. You kind of figured let's stick on the 90s rock and roll vibe. A little Metallica there. A little nothing else matters. Rolling through the first hour and one is now ESPN Radio. Myself, Jeff Safford, sitting in for Coulter Nuanes here. Still hearing plenty from Coulter here on this Tuesday. Just wrapped up Treasure State Stars. Also talking some Major League Baseball with Andrew Houghton, producer today behind the glass. Now, to wrap up our number one here on Nuanes Now, we'll hear more from Coulter Nuanes. Surely plenty of stars to be mentioned from across the Treasure State, looking at state high school swimming. Know a lot of folks up there mentioned the Highline earlier. Wrestling, big deal up there on the High Line, MSU Northern, one of the top NAIA wrestling programs with national champions, and Haver High School, also a hotbed for wrestling, and just that region in general. So, I'm sure many folks looking to hear about some wrestling in segment number three, but without further ado... Here's this week's Treasure State Stars, brought to you by...
0: Treasure State Stars, probably presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Tursay star number one, we talked about him off the top, but worth highlighting again, only 41 young men have ever become four-time state wrestling champions, including Keon Hernandez. He won the state title at 126 pounds this last weekend for Billings West. He becomes number 41 in the group of four-time champions, so congratulations to him. Billings West, the overall team champions for the second year in a row. Pretty cool that they've done it under Jeremy Hernandez, Keon's father. Uh, A family affair, certainly there at Billings West High School. Treasure State star number two, Brianna Williams, reigning Gatorade Player of the Year in girls basketball. Her fourth appearance on Treasure State Stars already so far uh, this winter. And this one, the best one. Williams and the Skyview Falcons played at rival Billings West on Friday night. Not only a crosstown game, but a matchup against the defending class AA state champions. And Williams, out of her mind. 41 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, Four steals and two block shots. I mean, just give her the Gatorade Player of the Year right now. And that's actually not true. There's a bunch of great candidates for Gatorade Player of the Year. But she is having an outstanding senior year. And as I said off the top, man, if you if you have this sort of expectation coming into your senior year, she's going to Maryland, for God's sakes. I mean, she's going to go play in the Big Ten and you are exceeding expectations, you are absolutely balling. So good job by Brianna Williams, the Billings Skyview. Falcons remain undefeated. They're 13-0 now and the number one team in Class AA. State star number three, how about Taylor Chirick? the Roberts Rocket? That's what I've nicknamed her. I hope it catches on. She's a great track star, but she's also a ridiculous basketball player. She's headed to Montana State. She's, from, uh, she's playing at Roberts right now, actually from the Billings area. Started her career at West and uh, that has played Class C these last two years. Her and her sister are absolutely tearing it up. But how about a cool 46 for Chirik? She had a 50-point game, actually a 56-point game a couple weeks ago. Now another 46-pointer. So uh, her scoring statistics are going to be ridiculous by the time this senior year is done. Uh, She's just running up and down the court. She's so fast and athletic, and it's a good get for Montana State. She's going to be a good player there for the Bobcats and a great player right now in the Class C ranks there uh, at Roberts. Thursday, star number four, how about Parker Cook? He had the boys' season high for points in a game. He had 46 for Huntley Project. They lost! How about this for an up-and-down affair? Lame Deer beats Huntley Project 94-93. to So that was probably a joy to watch in terms of uh, a high school basketball game. Lame Deer has had some really up-tempo teams in recent years. They love to push the pace. That's their style. And they get a big win despite the 46 points uh, from Parker Cook. Traverse State Stars, probably presented by Parkside Credit Union. Traverse Star number five, how about Hudson Lettke? He's definitely a rising sophomore to watch. He is a great football and basketball player. He had 32 points in Butte's 71-60 win over Kalispell Glacier over the weekend. So uh, his strong sophomore year continues, and the uh, the Butte boys are certainly ones uh, to be reckoned with. Traverse State Star number six, how about Maurice Redhorn the third? He surpassed 1,000 career points for Browning. He had 19 points. Uh, As Browning beats Columbia Falls, 67-58. So 1,000 points in a high school career. Uh, Certainly a really nice uh, accomplishment. Tommy Running Rabbit, who's coming to the Grizzlies to play football, he had 16 points for Browning. They're now 8-2 in league and 12-4 overall. Class B action, Gannon Quinlan, Treasure State star number seven. He had 25 points to lead Superior past St. Ignatius, 66-46. So they're off to a good start there. Another young lady who's appeared on this segment quite a bit. Another 30-point game for Paige Loffing. She is a junior at Huntley Project. They're now 17-1 and one after a 78-26 win over Lame Deer. Loffing had 32 points to lead the way uh, in the victory, so she continues to fill it up uh, as well. It'll be going to be fascinating to see uh, where she goes. Thursday, star number eight, Mason Venema of Manhattan. Christian, a career night, 38 points and 12 rebounds. To lead Manhattan Christian to a 78-58 win over Jefferson. So a lot of pretty impressive point totals. Six 30-point games on uh, Saturday night alone in uh, high school basketball around the state of Montana. So certainly uh, really impressive there. A couple more for you. Let's get to a, a round number. A nice little 10 Treasure State stars. Why not? How about a nice little 41-burger? Kate Kathy from Sheridan High School has 41 to lead Her- Sheridan to a 79-32 win over Gardner. So these uh, these 40-point games, I feel like they're coming in more proliferation than they have uh, in the past. Uh, we're going to have to do some research on that and see if that's actually true. But uh, it, it just seems like it. How about Connor Glenny? Brought to Levina. 35 points for the Pirates to lead them to a 71 70 nail biter victory over Forsyth. So that was the uh, third highest scoring total uh, of your Saturday night. And then finally, Sydney Frank, 34 points for the Bridger Belfie Fromberg Co op. Scouts are now 3 and 5 in League 8 and 10 overall after a 79 39 win uh, over Gardner. So, Sydney Frank, uh, a good bounce back for Bridger uh, on the girls' side and uh, 34 points. Pretty darn impressive effort. There's a lot of high scorers going on right now in high school basketball, both boys and girls. Treasure State Stars probably presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes.